Welcome to I Run Radio. Coming up, remembering that we're lucky to be running. I thought to myself, you know, the weather's turned, um, it's getting warmer, the sun is out, things are finally starting to open back up in the city, and with all these new projects that have just all kind of arrived at the same time in my life, I was thinking to myself, I like this chapter. Running to lose weight and gain mental fitness. After, you know, a couple months and stuff, you start seeing changes and stuff, and it was just kind of one of those that just clicked, and I love it now. Like, I, I couldn't couldn't picture my life now without running. And an annual race to remember a mother. I uh, dedicated this run to, to my mother, who's, uh, she's never seen me run because she passed away before I, I started doing these uh, races and she was way too young and uh, even last year and this year I uh, wore that that old ragged uh, black marker uh, cotton shirt to uh, to keep the, the tradition going. On this edition of I Run Radio, Vanessa DeHoog is training for the Boston Marathon this fall and she's also restarting a running club for kids now that we're on the verge of being able to gather again. We'll also talk to Carly Meehan, who is participating in the Run for Women. It's a run for women's mental health. And Denny Morell, who has participated in Ottawa Race Weekend for 30 years in a row. Let's get things started with IRUN's editor and general manager, Ben Kaplan. Hello, Ben. Hey there. How are you? Fast and furious. (laughs) Well, I knew you were fast. I didn't know you were furious, though. Just furiously running, furiously running fast. Yeah. yeah. Feeling good. I love the summertime. That's interesting. And, and you know, this is not a show about the English language, but um, I find <laughs> I find some things, you know, some words are really interesting because when you say the word furious, it, 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 we accept that to mean angry, right? That's, that's how we define it. But it really just means in a fury, right? And you can, you can do something with fury even if you're not angry. But if you That's say right. so, if yeah, you they, say somebody's furious, it means they're angry, right? He paddled furiously in his canoe, sure, something like that. Like yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. So you can yeah. be furious without being without being uh, angry. So there you go. That's right. Fun fun yeah, fact. Yeah. Um, That's how I am. Yeah, it is. It furious is furious without being angry. Yeah, and you know it, it's interesting because we were we talked recently about how. You, you know, you you kind of think there might be one more really fast marathon in you, right? You're still, I've 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 given up hope on that. Um, I know I will never, ever do a marathon as fast as my fastest ever. I'm past that point age wise, but you still think okay. maybe there's another one there for you, right? Yeah, I I am going for a PB uh, mid September. Okay, yep. I'm I'm. And I, I like that it's mid-September too. I mean, this is an interesting thing for 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 training, because I've I've kept with it through the pandemic and I've been been running, but I can only really stay dialed in for so long. Like I know some people that are training now that are going to do Boston or going to do Chicago, and these are races end of October, you know, middle of November. But uh, it's it's very hard to stay dialed in for me for that long. But I think between now and the middle of September uh, is a good amount of time, you know, to really to stay dialed in. And the trick is too to run and to train, but not overtrain. You know, one thing about doing it at forty-seven with the I, my vo- I need to watch my volume. I have too much volume is no good. Yeah. So it's finding that sweet spot. Yeah, and and 
you know, I think we all go through this journey as runners and in life where um, we we come to terms with the fact that we have to go about things the smart way and not based on our compulsions, right? And not based right. on maybe maybe even our instincts can be wrong sometimes, right. right? That you think, hey, the more I run, the better shape I'll be in to run fast. But that isn't the case necessarily, right? So there's a, my, I think there's a powerful yeah, my, lesson in that. My adage of that always is, you know, sometimes the things that you can do, whether if you don't, you're feeling really, really, you know, ambitious, you can, you can apply that to your diet. You know, yep. maybe you don't need to run anymore, but maybe eat less cookies, you know? Sure. Yeah. Stretch more, stretch more. That's another perfect one. You do know? you stretch? Because I'll tell you right no. now, like, I don't do any stretching. <laughs> And, and people, you know, I I know that there are people who swear by stretching. I know there's a whole debate about stretching. Should you do it before? Should you do it after? Should you do it at all? I am not, by the way, advocating anything right. about stretching. So I'm not saying just because I don't stretch, you shouldn't stretch. But I do zero stretching. And I have done zero stretching for... I mean, I, I remember when I first started training for marathons. And, you know, you do a clinic at the running room and and afterwards everybody you'd finish your long run at the running room and everybody would be stretching so i'd do some stretching but really yeah. since then since i since i started kind of just running on my own and doing my own thing zero stretching yeah i mean it would be very easy and i even have a book yoga for runners okay and sometimes i get with my group you know and i i, I could barely touch my toes and it's, you know, it's pretty silly to run as much as we do and not stretch and be old. You know, there's only one way this story ends. Like, we're not helping ourselves. No. And and yet, you know, I even yeah. have the book. Like, I've made this. Here's the video. You know, people have sent me the videos. And here's the book. And here's the sentence. Like, great, great, great. Still ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because the result is, you know, like, uh, I'm in pretty good shape. I'm, you know, I'm in my 50s yeah. and I'm running marathons and I'm, you know, I can yeah. go for really long walks. I'm at a healthy weight, so things are good. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I need to sit down to put on my shoes, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got yeah. a little chick when I'm, you know, like when I'm pulling on a pair of shorts, there's there's a way you can do that without having to bend over too far, right? Uh, and you, you develop all these little tricks for how you're, you know, for for when you're putting on your socks and stuff, because your legs are so stiff, right, from all the training you're doing. And yet I'm mystified by my seven-year-old's behavior, and at 47, I do much of the same thing. You know, can't learn anything until I, I have to touch this hot stove right. every time, even you know, <laughs> yeah. this far in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Experience is not teaching you anything. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hey, I wanted to mention I'm going to be participating in the Run for Women, which is a fantastic event. It's right across the country. I'll be participating here in Ottawa to support the great work at the Royal Ottawa Hospital. Uh, it's a terrific run for women's mental health. And we're going to talk to a woman on the show today who works at the Royal and also is participating in the run and has become hooked on running as a result. So it's a very cool story. But um, if you don't know about it, I encourage you to check it out at runforwomen.ca runforwomen.ca great event lots of inspiration in the stories around this event and um looking forward i participated last year and i'll be i'll be in it again this year virtual event of course again this year so to be clear though you could be a man and participate in this yes yes it's the run it's the, it's the run for women it's not a women's run 
There ah, you go. okay. Again, yeah. another stipulation not, of the English language. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm not sort of the reverse of Catherine Switzer in this race. You know, like, remember when when Catherine Switzer, when the, the Boston Marathon was for men only, right? And Catherine Switzer, the trailblazer, entered the race, you know. I yeah. thought about doing that. There was there was an event in Ottawa called Emily's Run. It's still going. Um, and it was a women's only race. And I thought about, you know, as a joke, the reverse Catherine Switzer. as a joke, yeah, no, entering, a entering fighter. a race and, and fighting for the rights of men in that situation. And by the way, I'm not somebody who thinks that, you know, there's some sort of yeah. reverse discrimination going on with stuff like that. I am joking, but I thought about as a joke, being the only man in the race, right. And, and fighting, fighting for the rights of men to enter a women's only event. You know, a hero. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the hero I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, good stuff, Ben. I wish you luck in your training and your avoidance of cookies. Um, I'm I'm at a stage where I can eat all the cookies I want, and it it doesn't. It's not gonna. You know, avoiding them is not gonna make me run any faster. So, (laughs) good luck with all of that, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Okay, talk to you, my friend. That is Ben Kaplan, iRun's editor and general manager. Coming up next, getting the kids running again. This episode of iRun Radio is brought to you by Virtual Run Canada. Check out virtualruncanada.ca. That's virtualruncanada.ca. Vanessa DeHoog is a runner and a teacher in Ottawa. She's a positive force in the running community who's been with us before. Vanessa is training for the Boston Marathon this fall, and she's also trying to restart a running club for kids once we're allowed to gather again. Vanessa, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me back, Mark. It's great to connect again. How have you been? How how have has the running been going? But more importantly, you know, just how are you at, at this really interesting time in our lives it's interesting um that we connected today through uh, a mutual friend of ours because i have several exciting um new things that have fallen into my lap that i am thrilled to be able to share with you during our conversation and recently i came across this quote i was looking up tattoo ideas don't tell my mom and it said i like this (laughs) chapter it was just this simple quote that said, I like this chapter. And I thought to myself, you know, the weather's turned, um, it's getting warmer, the sun is out, things are finally starting to open back up in the city. And with all these new projects that have just all kind of arrived at the same time in my life, I was thinking to myself, I like this chapter. So that's how I'm doing right now. I'm enjoying where I'm at and seeing a bunch of positive things in my future. And I'm excited to tell you about some of them today. Right on. Well, you know what? First of all, regardless of what's coming up and you're excited about, I just love that positive energy. And I was really looking forward to our conversation for that reason, because I remember how how positive and optimistic you were the last time we talked. And uh, we really need a lot of that right now. So, you know, uh, you're... You're looking at this, you know, with as a this is kind of a glass half full sort of moment, right? Yes. And when we have those, 
you know, darker moments. It allows us to appreciate these kind of moments all the more. And I think for many of us, the last year and a bit has been a struggle in so many ways. So it is, you know, a, a breath of fresh air to have things to start looking forward to, certainly. Yeah. And we should be mindful of the fact that, you know, I know this has been really hard for a lot of people and there are many people who have really suffered over the last 15 months. But those of us who are okay and who have been vaccinated once, some of us twice, those of us who Mm -hmm. have been able to run over the last year, we're we're still very fortunate people to have our health and to have our running. Yeah, it was definitely a time to reflect and be grateful you know, um, for like you said, the fact that even though there were many losses that, you know, some of us experienced on the whole, in my case, for example, I, I am a very fortunate person to um, have been able to live and uh, some of the things that I was able to uh, have during such a trying time. So I am very aware of that. And I appreciate yeah. you saying that, too, because yeah, we are you. fortunate. Thank you for that message. So. The first thing we should talk about is you've started training for the Boston Marathon, and that's, under normal circumstances, that would be a weird thing to say at this time of year, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's in October this year, um, and it you know it's looking more and more likely that it's actually going to happen in person. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's really exciting, right? The idea of racing again with others, of going to Boston. I know how big a deal this is for you, uh, so you must be getting really pumped about that. I, um, I'm like, I'm going to be speechless here. When I put in the application for this year's Boston, um, I was crossing my fingers and crossing my toes for many reasons, um, hoping to get in, of course, but then also hoping that the event actually does happen because I was registered for the, excuse me, 2020 event and it was obviously the right choice not to have it run but it was still a disappointment not to have the you know this experience that you're looking forward to being removed and then knowing that I was reapplying and had the potential to not get in because they've reduced the field size by about 10,000 runners which enhances the competition to try and get in with your qualifying time so I wasn't sure that I would kind of slip into uh, the wave of runners who would be towing the line, but um, I was basically refreshing my email uh, page the day that I knew they were sending out the acceptances, and I slowly was seeing people posting on Instagram, um, you know, screenshots of their emails congratulating them on their entrance, and my inbox was a big old goose egg, and I just kept thinking, please, 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 let me get in. <laughs> and when the email came in, I screamed, terrified my cat, and I honestly turned on Shania Twain, the song Up, and nice. started thinking, it's only up from here, and dancing around my condo. I, to have something to look forward to, and to, I, it's all of those things of gratitude. Right, It's a moment of immense gratitude that under these circumstances that I, it's, it was a moment to really be grateful and reflect on how lucky I am, um, despite everything in the past year that, you know, this is where I am now. So that news was amazing, amazing, amazing to read. And like you said, it seems 
like the conditions are looking right for the event to be in person, um, though at a different time of year than most people would expect the Boston Marathon to be taking place, of course. Yeah. And you ran Boston before, if I'm not mistaken, the same one of the years I did as well, which is 2018, right? When when the weather was absolutely miserable. Um, and you wrote about that, I remember, for for I run. Yes, that's why the October marathon, uh, well, a fall marathon is yeah. kind of perfect weather wise compared to where I was coming from with my Boston experience. And I'm very fortunate in my line of work that I will be off for the summer and can have July and August to kind of have a break from teaching. And I can turn that mental energy into my training and train kind of in the heat, uh, you know, Ottawa weather with the humidity <laughs> yeah. um, to hopefully lead to a more comfortable fall race. When I ran the Toronto waterfront, uh, Scotiabank, marathon in 2019 um the weather was perfect so i'm just hoping that you know we have sort of the same conditions fall running is for those of us who did cross country it's just kind of your favorite running weather so it's not too hot not too cold and i'm hoping that uh the weather gods will be on our side for those of us who are going back and they'll have pity on us for those of us who have been back there in 2018 and just give us a bit of a break. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. Um, Funny to think 2018 is, you know, it'll be three and a half years between 2018 and when you run this edition, but there will only have been one other Boston Marathon in person in the meantime, which is kind of unusual just because of the circumstances of... The pandemic, of course. So there you go. Yes. So, and uh, I realized, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean ahead. to interrupt, but one other fun thing uh, about this Boston, obviously it being the first, hopefully, in-person Boston since the pandemic, but it also lines up with it being 125 years of yeah. the Boston Marathon. So I'm anticipating that there'll be some extra um, celebrations and things kind of happening in the city around that. Um, which for uh, those who are coming to watch me race, I'm bringing my mom uh, with me again and her best friend. It gives them a chance to kind of have some exciting things going on in the city as well as tourists. Um, So that's kind of cool too. Yeah. So you mentioned you had some exciting news and it's not just about running the Boston Marathon and starting your training. Uh, What else did you want to tell us? Well, something that is, very important to me in terms of my outlook on life and the values I have um, is always being able to give back. We've mentioned this word gratitude and thankfulness a lot over the past couple of minutes. And I always want to be paying forward um, the types of things that people have given to me to allow me to succeed. And when the pandemic hit, Um, and things started closing down, I was just coming off of a summer and fall of having established a kids running club in Canada. It was called the Canada Mavericks, and it was a free running club for students in grades three to six. And myself and my coaching partner and teaching partner, Melanie, uh, coached the kids three times a week. The students, or the athletes, I'm going to get mixed up because we're both teachers, but the <laughs> athletes uh, would race in the Run Ottawa 5K Summer Series. That was down at the Experimental Farm. 
And we really, over a short period of time, uh, had this, you know, little seed that grew into something very meaningful for the youth in the community and their parents. So we had been excited to kind of keep that momentum going after winter and starting things up again in the spring. But unfortunately, with COVID, we even when things started opening up a little bit, we didn't really flip flop and open practices and close them. It just seemed like it wasn't the right time. And I was hoping that once, you know, things return to whatever our new normal is, that I would be able to find a way to get back in the community um, and be giving back specifically to youth um, through sport, which just combines two of my passions. Wow. And so as I was humming and hawing about how this would look, um, I started thinking about how I don't really need to reinvent the wheel here. Um, establishing the Kanata Mavericks was an extremely rewarding project, but it's a huge initiative um, to be running by yourself. And it, because it was free, um, uh, it just meant that, you know, having to fundraise um, to get, you know, insurance for the club and all sorts of business things that I'm learning on the fly when you're running a club um, made me think about how I could reconsider my involvement um, this time around. So I approached uh, the Miles to Marathon uh, creator and coach Dylan Wikes, who's a former Olympic marathoner and yeah. an amazing individual who, when I first started uh, establishing the Canada Mavericks, had met with me for coffee to give me advice on how to get things going and tips about how he had established his branch and um, kind of got me on my way. So now that things have changed, I've actually kind of come full circle. And I wrote to Dylan basically saying, so I want to develop a youth program for you. I'll do it for free. Can we meet up for coffee and you let me do it? Please, please, please. <laughs> so um, he's thrilled uh, at the idea and is looking forward to having some sort of youth component added to the Miles to Marathon group that he runs here in Ottawa. And we will be meeting in the future over a caffeinated beverage, probably in person. <laughs> Can't believe how excited I am just to even say that. And um, we'll discuss what that uh, will look like. Wow. And one of the big pieces that I will um, stand firmly by when arranging this with Dylan, and I know he's excited about this too, is that I don't want this to be a program that is solely accessible through payment. So if I ever attach myself to something for kids, there needs to be a community outreach program uh, involved. So... Um, while I'm sure there'll be some, you know, transactional piece, I want us to also have programs that involve outreach into lower income areas in the city, uh, whether that's offering, you know, free camps for a week or um, providing little training sessions yeah. after school and programs and providing, you know, different little gift certificates and little meals to kids. Um, it's certainly when it manifests is going to be a program that isn't uh benefiting solely young athletes, oh, good but for you. benefiting yeah. youth in the community. Um, Cause I really, that's why I want to get into it is more for that. Piece. That's amazing. Well, Vanessa, yeah, that's I'm awesome. Really excited. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. It's so, it's so inspiring what you're doing. And I know so many kids are going to benefit and there's so much pent up demand for this kind of thing. So I hope it, uh, and I'm sure it will go well. 
And good luck as you continue to train for Boston. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. It's always a pleasure. That's Vanessa DeHoog of Ottawa. Coming up next, running for women's mental health. This episode of I Run Radio is brought to you by Virtual Run Canada. Check out virtualruncanada.ca. That's virtualruncanada.ca. Like many people in Ottawa, I'm participating in the Run for Women this summer. It's a really inspiring and important race that raises money for women's mental health through the Royal Ottawa Foundation for Mental Health. Carly Meehan works at the Royal Ottawa Hospital. She's going to be participating in the event as well. Carly has recently discovered running. She's now hooked on it. Carly, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about how you fell in love with running. Well, about a year ago or so when COVID first hit, um, I'm sure like a lot of people, uh, you know, sitting around working from home or doing some work from home at least, uh, I decided I finally needed to kind of take some time for myself and, you know, uh, you start putting some weight on and you start, you know, thinking about that kind of stuff and getting a bit healthier. So about May last year, I uh, decided to um, start honestly down in my basement uh, doing some work, like workout routines and stuff like that. Um, from there, um, when the summer hit and it was getting nicer outside, I uh, started getting out on my bike. Um, I was doing about 10 kilometers per workout and stuff like that. And then, I don't know, just like, you know, every activity and stuff like that, you get bored and you want to try something new and stuff. So in about August or so last year, I wanted to switch it up again. So I started running. Um, I kind of, when I was younger, played soccer my entire youth. Um, you can put me on a soccer field for an hour and a half and I would run fine, but you asked me to do laps and absolutely hated it. So <laughs> I, I was a little precious, like at first, yeah. not sure whether or not, uh, I'd be able to keep it up, but I just figured like I needed to change. I was just getting bored with my regular workout routine and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I started out about two and a half kilometers up to three and then kind of had a, a goal by the end of fall, I guess, like, you know, before the snow really hit to, to do 5k and, um, achieve that pretty quickly and stuff. It wasn't too, too difficult. Um, so then kind of fast forward through the winter, I moved most of my workouts back inside. Um, and then in March this year, once the snow started melting and it was getting a bit nicer outside, I got back out and, uh, you know, 5k was getting to be pretty, I don't say easy, but you know, I I was able to, to accomplish that pretty quickly. Um, so then, uh, Went out for one run, anticipating to do five kilometers, and came back doing ten. So wow! Um, yeah. You know what's so, amazing I mean, it was hard. here? It was hard. Yeah, Carly, I got to tell you, it's fascinating to me because your story really mirrors my story of how I started running uh, almost twenty years ago, where I was just trying to get some exercise. I didn't didn't expect to become a runner, and somebody who was doing races and that sort of thing. I just started riding a a stationary bike at the gym and then I tried the treadmill and then somebody said you really should try running outside so I did and then one day I went out for a 5k run and I actually thought to myself if I ever want to run 10k I'd rather make that decision at 5k than at 0k uh, because I'm closer to 10k now and I don't have to think about running 10k for the for the whole time. I just have to think about it now. So I just kept going and I did a second loop and, and it, it went really well. And I did 10 K. So this all sounds very familiar to me of, of how you kind of got to this point. 
Yeah, and I mean, and that's the nice thing about, you know, treadmills and stuff like that, I know for me personally, I find you're constantly, you know, looking down and watching either the minutes go by yeah. or your kilometers go by, whereas, you know, if you're outside and, you know, a lot of the times, like, I won't even plan a route, I'll just kind of, I, I have a lot of, like, the regular areas and stuff I'll run, but I'll just kind of go, and like, as you said, you know, the next thing you know, you're looking down, you're like, wow, seven kilometers, ten kilometers, so um, kind of once I get to ten there, I was like, you know, I've had a, a couple of, of friends, family, and stuff like even coworkers that have, you know, pushed the, oh, well, you know, maybe have you considered a, a half marathon? Mm. And I'm not going to lie, it is a little scary to think, you know, 21.1 kilometers, but as of right now, I'm up to 13, so um, slowly getting this. Yeah, well, that's great. And what is it that made you kind of fall in love with it because you tried other things and, and they didn't sort of resonate with you as much. So uh, tell me a little bit about how you kind of started to become hooked on it. For me, as a mom, I find, I mean, even especially at the start, you know, when I, I first started this weight loss journey and stuff like that, uh, taking time for yourself is always your last priority. So, you know, you've got, you know, I've got two younger kids, you know, they're, they're my first priority, you know, getting them home from school, unpacked, lunches, breakfast, dinners, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, I finally realized that, you know, I needed to take time for myself and getting out of the house, I'm able to do that. So it's, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, I, I can do a workout here if I have to, but, but forcing myself to, to leave and get out. And then even once you're out too, you know, I, you know, you, you have your, your route or something like that that you do, but you go however far out and you got to come back, right? So it kind of helps to push you a little bit further as well in that sense. Yeah. And you are a mental health practitioner. Can you tell me a little bit about the work that you do? Yeah. So I work um, at the Royal. Um, I'm an administrative assistant with the community uh, program Um the team that I work for um, is uh, dealing with clients with uh, dual diagnosis. So I am the admin for the consult team and the fact team. Um, yeah. Okay. And so do you feel that, that running has been good for your mental health then? 100%. You know, um, for, you know, work-wise, family-wise, um, it helps me clear my head. It helps me to uh, to be able to be there for my family and stuff like that as well. You know, it, you know, any, any stresses or anything like that, you know, when you're, you're running, it just, it helps to, to clear and, you know, think about whatever you need to think about and process different things and stuff like that. So it's definitely helped me myself. Yeah. And, you know, I was looking at your, your some of your posts on Instagram and, and you really seem like you are hooked on this because I see a lot of posts of you having just finished a run and you're posting a map of your route and your distance and your time and your, you know, a, a screen grab from your, your Garmin. Um, so this really, this is a big part of who you are now, isn't it? It is, and it's actually kind of funny, you know, when I when I started all this, I mean, specifically more the running. I've been, you know, doing this workout journey, or sorry, uh, weight loss journey for since May of last year, but um, since I started running in March here, I, I don't know how many people I've had between friends, coworkers, family reach out and just be like, me posting, you know, a run, whether it's a short run, a long run, has actually been helpful and inspirational for other 
other people to say, hey, like, you know, I'm sitting here and watching you do it and I'm sitting on my couch. Like, maybe I need to reconsider and get out, which is, you know, the whole point of, um, especially like the run for women, you know, get out, get active, whether you're running, walking, crawling, you know, just moving your body and getting out there is kind of what I seem to be helping other people do and stuff like that, which, you know, I mean, it's it's helping me as well because, you know, I've kind of have a little family of of friends here that, you know, we kind of share a lot of the same interests and goals and stuff like that. So, you know, if one of my friends will post kind of the same same type of uh, picture on Instagram or Facebook, I kind of gets me thinking too, like, oh, I should go do my workout today kind of thing. So Yeah. Now, just imagine for a second, Carly, if I were, you know, if I could go back in time and I could show the, you know, you from 18 months ago, some of your Instagram posts from the last couple of months, what, uh, what would be your reaction to that? If you were, if you had seen that 18 months ago before you started running? I I don't know how many people have asked me that too. I like, if you told me last year that at this point I'd be here, I probably would have been like, no way know how like you're so I, I and i'm sure a lot of people have kind of had a lot of those weight loss journeys and stuff you know you get started you take a couple weeks or whatever you don't see changes you get discouraged and stuff like that but um for me personally you know just kind of pushing through that and you know after you know a couple months and stuff you start seeing changes and stuff and it was just kind of one of those that just clicked and and i love it now like i, I couldn't couldn't picture my life now without running whether it was you know right now specifically running or training for this half marathon but i mean even without that just being able to to get out and and be active and stuff is i it's i can't believe that i'm doing it now and kind of one of those i you know i look at other people and say as cheesy as it might sound if i can do it you can do it kind of thing yeah yeah absolutely and if you don't mind me asking carly how much weight have you lost uh, so far, uh, up to now, 61 pounds. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, huge goal, yeah. And like, and as I, I said, I, I wouldn't, last year at this point, I wouldn't have believed I'd be here, so. Yeah. And, of course, you're you're also running, like so many other people are, between now and June 25th in the Run for Women, which is virtual this year. Um, yeah. I, I saw a post of you wearing the, the T-shirt um, from that. Yeah. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that, because that, this is a really important cause. I've been, I've been part of the, the Royal Ottawa uh, movement for a, a really long time the, to, to support mental health in our community. But tell me what that means to you. Um, this is, honest, this is the first race that I've ever registered for myself. So, I mean, it's a, a personal goal, um, in that aspect, but, um, it, running for, for women's mental health is like, as you said, you know, especially right now during COVID, um, everyone's mental health is, is so important and, and, you know, we're seeing a lot of people that are struggling with it right now and stuff like that. So, I mean, anything, any small part that I can do to help support that and, and raise money for it is. You know, that's doing my part for it. Yeah. And of course, because you work at the Royal, you see firsthand what people are going through right now. And I know <laughs> there's there's a lot of, there's probably a lot of undiagnosed mental illness during COVID too, yeah. right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah, seeing a lot of increase in, in, in clients coming in, you know, struggling with, you know, if it's, you know, for a lot of our clientele that, you know, gay programming that they're missing out on and stuff like that. So, um, 
we're definitely seeing a lot of that. And I think, you know, in the next few months and stuff like that too, we're going to start seeing a lot more of it now that we're, you know, just far into the pandemic and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And tell me what you're thinking in terms of a half marathon this fall. Have you, have you figured that out yet when you're going to run it? Yes. Yeah. I registered for the uh, Canada army run. Okay. Right on. Well, that's in a good September. one. Yep. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. I figured it, it gives me enough time to, to prep for it. And September is probably a little bit nicer. I mean, if you see the weather out there today, uh, <laughs> I couldn't imagine running 21 kilometers in this. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty hot today, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, Carly, congratulations. What an inspiring story that, you you know, you've, you've come so far in such a short period of time, and now here you are getting ready for a half marathon. And at the same time, you're one of so many people who are helping to support the Royal Ottawa and to support the mental health of people in our community. Thank you so much for what you're doing, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you for allowing me to share my story as well, and hopefully, you know, if it can inspire others to to get out and get active and and register for the women's run and start raising some more money for it. Yeah, we need more people uh, in the run for women for sure. Thank you, Carly. Oh, you're welcome. Take care. That's Carly Meehan, who works at the Royal Ottawa Hospital. It is participating in this year's Run for Women. Coming up next, running in Ottawa race weekend 30 years in a row. This episode of I Run Radio is brought to you by Virtual Run Canada. Check out virtualruncanada.ca. That's virtualruncanada.ca. Denis Morel ran a virtual half marathon a few weeks ago, and it was the 30th year in a row that he had participated in Ottawa Race Weekend. Denis still wears the same shirt that he did when he got started, and he does that for a very specific reason that he's going to tell us about. Denis, thank you for joining us today. Well, it's a pleasure uh, being here. So I understand this story begins with you watching uh, at Ottawa Race Weekend. Is that right? You were, yeah, you were yeah, a spectator, yeah, that, right? That's correct. Yeah, so tell me in, about that. Uh, in, uh, in 1990, I guess, because 31 years, I started back in 91 doing it. In 1990, I guess, I was in Ottawa visiting my uh, brother and uh, sister-in-law. And uh, I forget where we were watching it, somewhere downtown. And, uh, you know, I was watching and then I see this, this, at the time it was an older gentleman running with a blind guy. I guess it must have been close to the finishing line. But anyways, I, I turned to my sister-in-law because she was a little jogger and I was just the jogger also. I says, hey, if this old guy and the, the blind guy can do it, we can do it. Let's start training next year and then do it. Wow. And I think at the time... I think there was just that the marathon going on. I, I, I forget what, I know there sure. wasn't all the races going on, but uh, so, yeah, over the year, we, we uh, started training, and then uh, in 1991, we, we lined up, and uh, we did our first, um, I still got my picture, my first uh, marathon in, uh, in Ottawa. Wow. So from there, you ended up doing it every single year since then, including, of course, now with with uh, it being a virtual event, you're, you're still doing it, but you've, you've, ever since you saw that visually impaired runner crossing the finish line, you've been doing it every year. That's correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I was living in, in Kingston at the time, and in 1993, just a couple of years after, um, we were looking for a house in the country. Yeah. And I, I spotted the neighbors, 
and you'd never guess who the older gentleman was. He turned out to be my neighbor. I bought a house just uh, two doors down from him. <laughs> from the guy you had seen crossing the finish line at the race. Exactly, wow. and the blind guy. Yeah. They were from Kingston, and he was from, from here up in uh, Hardington. And, uh, yeah, so we, after I moved here in 93, we, we ran and ran, and then he kept running, and then uh, I kept uh, doing the, the marathon for the first 10 years. And then uh, after that, and uh, 10 years after, I, I started to train for these uh, silly Ironman triathlon. <laughs> so I had to cut back on running a bit, so that's when I started just uh, doing the, the, the half marathons. Okay. So for the first 10 years, so literally you went from watching to doing the marathon. You did the marathon 10 years in a row, and you've been participating ever since, basically. And, and Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this has become a, I mean, this is a, this is kind of a, I mean, it's an annual ritual for you, right? It's a big part of your life, 30 years in a row. Well, yeah, I guess I keep the, 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 the street going, Mark, because, um, two years ago I injured my right knee and I was only able to, uh, to, uh, how can I say, uh, just, uh, sort of trot. I signed sure. up for the 2K just to keep my streak going for the uh, uh, the Ottawa race weekend. Yeah. It was two years ago, and then last year it turned out to be virtual, and uh, I was fine. I was still, I'm still in pain, but I, I still go at it. And two years ago I did the um, virtually from, from, from uh, home here um, on the same day, on the Sunday, and then at the same time at 9 o'clock, to do the half marathon. Well, good for you. And same with uh, same with this year. Like they said, you can do it anytime you want. But no, I keep it on the same day <laughs> at the same nine o'clock hour. Wanna, to, you uh, want to do it on the day itself, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So this year yeah. you did the half marathon. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm back in the half marathon like last year and this year, and hopefully, uh, as long as I can go, I'll I'll keep doing the half marathon. Yeah. Uh, and how did it go this year? It was a pretty warm day, and I felt pretty good. And I think my time was the same as last year because I sort of just – now, this year I had somebody on the bicycle to uh, to carry some water bottle with me. And I did it on the uh, Kingston and Prescott uh, trails that we have back here. Beautiful. It's flat, just like Ottawa Race, I guess, nice and flat because I don't like the hills where I live, it, it's quite, uh, there's a few hills, so I drive eight kilometers to the trail, and that's where I do my running now because I'm just watching my knees, and it's uh, it's flat. So we did uh, the, the the half marathon on the trail, and he was on his bicycle and supporting me with the uh, water bottle. Yeah. So what does this trans- this tradition mean for you, ultimately? How do, what, what is it? It's, it obviously occupies an important place in your life. Well... It goes way back, Mark. If you remember, it was uh, on uh, Mother's Day. Yes. The race was earlier in the in the month of May. Yeah, of course. And uh, that's when I uh, dedicated this run to to my mother, who's uh, she's never seen me run because she passed away before I I started doing these uh, races, and she was way too young. And uh, so I wear this old cotton shirt uh, for Pauline and. Uh, I've got other names on it because it was on Mother's Day. And uh, so even last year and this year, I uh, wore that, that old ragged uh, 
black marker uh, cotton shirt to uh, to keep the, the tradition going because um, I wasn't wearing the shirt for a few years because I was uh, actually able to be a, a pace uh, bunny or a pace rabbit for about six years in a row before I uh, injured my knee. So um, then you had to wear, you know, the pace bunny uh, sure. shirt. But uh, now I'm back with my old raggedy uh, <laughs> that I've saved since 1992. So Yeah, so... <laughs> You've been wearing that shirt, apart from when you were the Pace Bunny, you've been wearing that shirt every year as a tribute to your mom. Yep. Wow. Yep. And, and, and uh, I guess a couple of years ago, I forget when anniversary the, the race was, but there was um, an exhibition at the uh, City Hall. And yep. I just happened to, to be in there, and you, you would not believe that there was a uh, poster size of me with that ragged cheer shirt on with a bandana on and I looking down at my, uh, my watch when I uh, crossed the finishing line, that's the picture they took. Then they made a big poster of it and they, uh, they, they had it on, uh, at the exhibition at city hall. Oh, very so that cool. was quite a uh, surprise to see that. So I went back, uh, well, the two years before and I brought my shirt and went to, to, to get a picture. It was uh, a lady nice enough to, she saw me, taking pictures says you want your picture taken with your picture says yeah sure if you be uh <laughs> so she she grabbed my phone and took a picture so i got it you know with the poster size and me beside it with the same bandana the same shirt and the same way i was uh they took my picture in the same way i bent over with uh, my watch that kind of neat yeah <laughs> um so you you must think of your mom every year when you run this event right Oh, yes. Yes. That's uh, the thing. Every time I, I do a sport, uh, even when I do my, my swimming training in the lake, uh, the turnaround at the lake, when I, uh, uh, I I stop, I just sort of lay down on my back and I look at the sky and I just thank her every day for uh, giving me, blessing me to uh, to be able to do what I, I enjoy doing. Yeah. And why do you love it so much? Why do I love it so much? Well, I've always been active, Mark. Um, running as a kid in, in campus casing, there wasn't too many people running back then and just jogging, and I was always involved in sports. Uh, play competitive hockey and lacrosse up there and high school football, and I'm not built as a runner. I'm more of a bit all shorter and, and chubbier person, but uh, it's an addiction, I guess. Uh, hmm. A healthy I don't know, addiction. It just makes you feel good. Plus the the job, I'm retired now, but I had to to, to be in fairly good uh, shape. I know some people weren't, but uh, I tried to stay in shape with uh, being a correctional officer for 30 years in Kingston here. So you know, I I just I just like running, and the people you meet uh, doing these things are just uh, you know a lot of fun and and uh, positive uh, thinkers. So I've met a lot of nice people through through running could you have imagined on that day 31 years ago when you were at the finish line and seeing an older gentleman cross and a blind runner cross you know were you could you have imagined that you'd end up doing this event 30 years in a row no geez i never it all dreamed about it i just year after year that was our um Routine. I would go to my sister-in-law, and then we'd. Uh, she she ran for quite a few years, and we had some of their friends running too. And then we'd always have a barbecue after, and 
but then we just kept going and going and and now since I'm looking back I say hey I got to keep this going now like <laughs> I can't look back it just uh, to keep going forward then I know the day's going to come I might not be able to to, to do it but uh, as long as you know my legs and knees are still uh, up there I'll do the best to, to keep that tradition going it's a, it's a lovely run to to be in Ottawa and uh, and to see all these people running and first timers and it's it's fun yeah it is fun it's a great event it's a great time to yeah. be in Ottawa and uh, and do you have any other goals in mind I mean would you like to get to 35 years or 40 years are there other races you want to do maybe well saying that I've got a goal of uh, doing 50 Ironman 50 um, Ironman triathlons I, I'm at uh, I started 45 and I've completed 41 of them wow so I've always said well I would, once I was doing quite a few of them I said well I think my goal is going to be 50 so speaking of goals that's I guess the that's one it. goal plus the, the Ottawa Half Marathon or Ottawa Weekend that I can keep doing even if I have to do the uh, 2K run after, you know, <laughs> if I get sure. just hopefully keep that tradition going as long as I can. Uh, I'm sure there's others that are, everybody's got their, the reason why they're doing this race and it's, uh, yeah. it, it's good that uh, people get involved and it's, uh, it's a good sport. Oh, Denis, it's uh, such a good sport and you, you you tell such a great story. It's inspiring. Congratulations on what you've accomplished. And I look forward to when you'll be able to participate in the event in person again. So, you know, when it's not virtual. So thanks for joining us today and sharing your story. Great to hear it. Well, thank you very, very much for having me, Mark. And uh, good luck to you also. And uh, and hopefully we can meet next year at the uh, starting line or the finishing line or somewhere in the uh, during the event, because we'll be there next year. That's Denis Morel. I hope you can join us next week on I Run Radio. We will have more stories of running in these unusual times. In the meantime, please stay safe. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.